0: Hello, this is Kendra Von Esch. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power, and party hard because life is stressful, especially when you climb that corporate ladder. So get out there and party because life is short. It is not supposed to be peaceful and loving. <laughs> Until God found me and flipped everything about what I thought and believed upside down and honestly transformed my life. So much so that I left my executive career to help others deepen their relationship with God and the beautiful sacramental graces of the Catholic Church and the faith. Here is my reality reflection for today. Just a forewarning, this is a jam-packed podcast here, people. Happy Friday! St. Francis of Assisi, his feast day. I can relate to this guy in some ways. He had a miraculous conversion, a Saul to Paul conversion, if you will, that I believe is amazing. He walks away from all of his riches, his father's business. He was a a womanizer, a partier, kind of reminds me back in the day that, you know, lived for this world, hung out with all those people that lived the same way. And then all of a sudden had this immediate, understanding that this is not what life is about. I'm going to go follow Jesus. Gets in a tiff with his dad, strips himself naked and walks out the door and says, I renounce, or I'm basically walking away from all this inheritance. I'm not I'm having nothing to do with this. I'm going to go live like Jesus. So out into the wilderness he goes, you know, relying on people to help feed him. St. Francis is also uh, known to have talk to the animals. So you may see around some parishes, some pet blessings that occur either today or tomorrow, because a lot of people work and can't get their doggies and snakes and I don't know what other things you have (laughs) into the parish to be blessed. But I did that with both of my dogs. It was a beautiful, a beautiful experience. And bottom line is he was Probably, he is probably one of the most loved and devoted saint in the world. Two years before he was going to die, he was very ill, he was blind. He received the stigmata wounds of Jesus Christ. So the painful wounds of holes from those pegs that went into his hands, raising him on the cross, St. Francis of Assisi he had him in his hands, his feet, and he had the pierced side for two years. Can you imagine that pain? And then when he died, he wanted to be naked again on the earth like Jesus was. I don't know if you know this, but Jesus was naked on that cross. He didn't have that little cloth thing around his waist. It was to be a very, not only inhumane and painful death, but humiliating Because if you recall back then, in the Jewish faith, everyone was covered almost from head to toe. So to be completely naked was, was more than humiliating. Let's just say that. So Francis of Assisi, his feast day is today. Let's ask him to pray for us. By the way, we do not worship saints. We pray to them to intercede to Jesus. I mean, they're up in heaven. They're not dead. They did die to this earth, but they were raised just like Jesus. We all Christians believe that there is life after death. That's what our main point is here. And so the saints are up there. Well, they're up there with Jesus. So let's ask them to help our petitions go to Jesus. That's exactly what Mary's there for, is to help be that that bridge and lead us to her son. We do not worship them. We are devoted to them and we pray for their intercession and we want to imitate their lives here on earth because darn it, they became saints. They got it. So learning what they did, learning from the saints is really important. So let's pray to St. Francis of Assisi today to say, you know what, help me love God like you. Help me walk away from all of the worldly pleasures, desires, and things that keep me from God. Okay, that's the first part. Second part of today is it's the first Friday of the month. Now, every first Friday, it's a devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus. Yes, this is a direct devotion to Jesus's sacred heart, the merciful heart who loves us. Beyond. So I'm sure many of you have seen paintings or statues of Jesus where his heart is aflame. There's a big flame above it. Uh, Go to any search engine and put in Sacred Heart of Jesus and you'll see what I'm talking about. And if you do not have one, a picture or a statue or something like that in your house, Please go get one and have it blessed and put in your house. And I'll explain a little bit about what the heck I'm talking about there. So what is the First Friday devotion and what are the promises? Because there's 12 of them that you will receive if you do these things. So first, it is go to Mass every Friday for nine consecutive months and receive Holy Communion. And oh, by the way, if you're not in a state, state of grace, you best be getting to confession so you can receive the Holy Communion. And nine consecutive months, the number nine is associated with a novena, which is nine days. And I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with novenas. We typically have novenas that we pray as a devotion to a saint, and then it normally ends on that saint's feast day. So... I just mentioned St. Francis of Assisi's feast day is today. Well, nine days ago, people started praying nine days in a row to end on this feast day. We've, we've taken petitions to St. Francis to have him take them to Jesus. That's how it works. Okay, so go to Mass today. It's Friday morning in most places in the United States I know it might be too late globally, but you can go and receive Holy Communion today and then have the intention of honoring Christ's sacred heart. And don't forget, if you're not in a state of grace, you can't receive, so you have to go to confession. And maybe that's also available on this beautiful Friday to help you receive communion on this day. Okay, so what are the promises connected to this devotion so this was Jesus promising this to St. Margaret Mary. And he says, In the excess of the mercy of my heart, I promise you that all that my all-powerful love will grant to all those who will receive communion on the first Fridays for nine consecutive months the, the grace of final repentance. They will not die in my displeasure, nor without receiving the sacraments, and my heart will be their secure refuge in that last hour. Specifically, I'm going to list the 12. Number one, I will give them all the graces necessary in their state of life. Number two, I will establish peace in their homes. Number three, I will comfort them in all their afflictions. Number four, I will be their secure refuge during life and above all in death. Number five, I will bestow abundant blessings upon all their undertakings. Number six, listeners will find in my heart the source and infinite ocean of mercy. Number seven, lukewarm souls shall become fervent. Number eight, fervent souls shall quickly mount to high perfection. Number nine, I will bless every place in which an image of my heart is exposed and honored. Number 10, I will give to priests the gift of touching the most hardened hearts. Number 11, those who shall promote this devotion shall have their names written in my heart. Number 12, I promise you in the excessive mercy of my heart that my all-powerful love will grant to all those who receive Holy Communion on the first Fridays in nine consecutive months the grace of final perseverance. They shall not die in my disgrace, nor without receiving their sacraments. My divine heart shall be their safe refuge in the last moment. That last Number 12 was a repeat of what I started with, but it bears repeating. (laughs) And don't forget number 11. So if you promote this devotion to other people, because not a lot of people know this, you're going to have your name written in Jesus's heart. How awesome is that? But you have to understand that this is not a ticket to heaven, people. You can't just, you know, go for nine days, the first Friday, and then think, all right, I'm not going to go to mass anymore and be a mortal sinner. It it doesn't work that way. You still obviously have to continue down the journey and strive for holiness. So I just want to clarify that for some of you. And then there's one more cool thing, the enthronement of the sacred heart of Jesus in one's home. I'm not going to get into this too much, but you can check out sacredheartapostolate.com forward slash enthronements or just you know put in your search engine enthronement, enthronement of the sacred heart and it's basically a ceremony that blesses your home where the image of the sacred heart is exposed and it's something that you go through with your entire family I believe a priest or somebody comes over and goes through the process so, if you look at that website, sacredheartapostolate.com forward slash enthronements, you could check it out. And maybe that is even something that your priest can do in your house. Okay, now let's talk about the first Saturday devotions to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. They're always side by side. These two, you know, celebrations and feast days are side by side. But Mary's promise is a little bit different. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I don't do my podcasts on Saturday. So for those who are listening Friday and you want to start your first Saturday devotions for five consecutive months and receive the promises, then that's cool too. So that's why I'm saying this. Here's the deal. At Fatima, Our Lady said to Lucia, I shall come to ask that on the first Saturday of every month, communions of reparation be made in atonement for the sins of the world. Okay, so what do you have to do? You must go to confession. You have to make that confession before the first Saturday or after the first Saturday, provided that Holy Communion be received in a state of grace. Okay, so I I like I don't think it says here specifically how many days, but if you check out the Saturday devotions at your parish or those around you that do this, they typically have confession that day. So you can go before or after mass. But if you aren't able, um, you know, obviously, if you're not in a state of grace, you cannot receive Holy Communion. So it kind of doesn't count. So get your tail to confession today on Friday so that you're prepared and ready to go for Saturday at mass and you can receive Holy Communion. By the way, Holy Communion, she does say this communion will be accepted on the following Sunday for just reasons if my priests allow it. So if you work on Saturday or you have school or you're sick or something else prevents you from receiving communion on the first Saturday, with this permission from her, it may be received the following Sunday. So you can have the communion kind of transferred and any or all of the other acts of the devotion can also be performed on Sunday if the person so desires. Again, I would not take this as, well, I don't want to go to church on Saturday. I'll just do it all on Sunday because I'm there. That's not a big reason um, that you couldn't go and be there to to have Saturday devotion to her. And typically you're going to find most masses are early on Saturdays. So you can squeeze it in before your crazy Saturday blows out of control. You must recite the rosary that day all five decades. okay um, the mystery of our Lord's life and passion. So the sorrowful mysteries go ahead and pray. I've been at um, at other Saturday devotions where they they recite the joyful mysteries. but this particular website that I'm looking at the most com, says that we should be reciting that day, the lord's life and passion in the rosary and then afterwards for 15 minutes also offered in reparation the meditation you should be going through every single mystery in all the other uh, decades of the rosary so you recite and you pray the sorrowful mysteries but then you take one minute for the 15 others and sit for 15 minutes and meditate on all of the other mysteries. So that's it. Let me recap. Go to confession, receive Holy Communion, recite the Sorrowful Mysteries, all five, and then spend 15 minutes going through all of the other mysteries while you sit there and contemplate one minute per. And again, it's for the reparation of sinners. This is your opportunity to pray to our lady to have her go to jesus and say lord please let's let's work on these sinners let's bring them back i can guarantee you there are so many people that i don't know who prayed me back to the church my parents weren't going to mass they weren't praying the rosary i i know my grandma did and maybe my aunt but there were so many people that did not pray me or that that i didn't know and look at me. <laughs> I mean, God grabbed me and I am one of the biggest sinners I know. The only thing I haven't done is killed someone. So this is really, do not take this lightly. If you want, call out your own family members while you're going through this devotion and you're praying. It's really powerful. Mary is the mediatrix. So I... It's hard to explain, but she is the one that divvies out the graces. And I know oh, it's just such an awesome idea that she is sitting at Jesus' feet saying, okay, let's, I'm going to bring petitions to you from these people who have come to me, who are devoted to me, who love me because I'm their mother, and they know that I can help bring them to you, Jesus. I've said this before, but it's worth repeating. I look, at her, <clears throat> I look at my prayers to Jesus, to those who aren't really sure about this Mary thing, because it took me a while to get it. But I took my prayers to Jesus all the time. That's who I prayed to, or to God, right? And of course, God being the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So when it was go to Mary, why would I go to Mary when I could just go straight to Jesus? Well, I put it like this. I'm in the line with millions of other people trying to get to Jesus. He loves me. He loves me uniquely. I'm his own, you know, pearl of great price. There's no question. But if I can leverage my friend Mary, my mother, and if I can leverage saints up there and the angels and pray to them to say, can you please help get my petition to Jesus, Mary, If it's God's will, takes it to him on a beautiful platter. Maybe she puts roses on it. Maybe she puts gold on it and dresses up my petition. And she's right there. She's like at the front of the line. So Mary is a very fast way to get to Jesus and to become more holy. And God gave her the, we call her the mediatrix because she's the one that divvies out the grace. With God's will, she doesn't get to say, oh, I'm going to give you this, and I'm going to give you that, and I'm not going to give you this, and I'm not going to give you that. That's not how it works. She works with Jesus, and God is the ultimate one who has the decision and grants those petitions. So pray hard for all of the fallen aways and the sinners in this world. That's the main point. It's not just to devote Um, ourselves to Mary. It's for reparation of sinners in the world. Okay. (laughs) So let's do one thing today, which is Friday. St. Francis of Assisi loved Jesus so much, he left everything, including his clothes, to go out and live in the wilderness and to live like Jesus. Nowhere to put his head and trust in love and prosperity and, and kindness and generosity of others. So what are we going to do today to show Jesus that we love him and we want to imitate him? Maybe we can do a sacrifice. By the way, Fridays are supposed to be days of penance. So today I have had nothing but coffee, literally black coffee. I usually have keto coffee which is like heavy cream and oil. And it's like this big, yummy, I know it sounds gross (laughs) to a lot of people, but it's really good for me. And it's part of my prayer in the morning. I stir up this awesome, delicious, you know, it's got some artificial sweetener. You know, it sounds really gross, but I put some blessed salt in it and some other minerals. And it's just like this amazing, warm, ooey-gooey kind of, ah, so great. Well, this morning, I had black coffee and I'm starving right now. My stomach is like eating itself, but I'm going to continue to offer my lack of food to God. I'm going to say, God, I am making this sacrifice because I love you. I'm going to mortify this body and show this body that I can control it so that I can better pray to you, better listen to you today and let go of this world. I mean, let's think about it. There are people in this world who have no coffee, no food, no running water. And we, a lot of us who are listening to this right now, have everything at our disposal. And we just immediately just get up and go get it. Have water, take a shower, eat that ice cream, have that coffee, whatever the case may be. So maybe walk away from it today make some sacrifices because we're supposed to, because it's Friday, but also because of the love of in why we're doing it. We're not just doing it to punish ourselves. We're doing it to show God that we are sacrificing things in our lives that we want. I mean, there are times when I'm like, I have a fight with that cookie. I mean, I am like, "No, I will not have you." You know, like in my head, I am literally like the cookie is talking to me. It's got like a mouth and it's, you know, like, "Yeah, you're going to eat me. You just don't know it yet, you know. It may not be right now, but it's going to be later." And so I sit here and I say, "Lord, I am going to kick this temptation." And and, you know, it's sad that not eating a cookie can be considered a sacrifice, but when we have just given into our bodies all the time and have allowed them to basically rule us and master us instead of the other way around, it also helps when I pray. So when I sit and I pray and I know that I have sacrificed certain things, I have mortified my body, meaning I've, I've mastered it, my mind can also be mastered the distractions. I mean, there's something amazing when you're praying and you turn your phone off or you shut down everything on your laptop. And you you might even have that moment to just grab the phone and look. Did someone text me? Did I get an email? You know, And you control yourself. But don't waste it. Give it to God and say, God, I give you my urge, my desire to look at my phone My desire to get up and go eat something. My desire to do something other than love you. It's all about love today, everyone. Go love the sacred heart of Jesus. Go love one another and sacrifice some things today because it is a day of penance. Say your rosary Maybe even pray the Stations of the Cross or Our Lady of Sorrows. That's another beautiful prayer. Or again, just do some things that are penance, meaning you are giving up your little desires for the love of God, not to punish yourself, not to lose weight, not to do things that are of this world, right? You're doing them for the love of God. Okay, this was a long one chunky with meat. (laughs) and sorry for those of you who are not going to have meat today and you're going to have fish and you're dying for a steak, but it was a meaty podcast on purpose because people, we should be taking advantage of all of these beautiful promises of the first Friday and the first Saturday devotions to the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary. We have so many gems and so many things to learn in the Catholic faith So many ways to sanctify ourselves, so many opportunities to connect with God and and detach from this world available to us. Please share this. Share with everyone. Again, you know one of the benefits, number 11 is going to be good for you if you share this devotion with others. And get out there and get that Sacred Heart of Jesus image or statue, get it blessed and put it in your home. All of us need our families to be blessed. Speaking of which, have a blessed and inspired day. Take care.